Hi, I'm Debbie Kitterman. And I'm Brandy Kitterman. And we are here to equip you. And to challenge you. To, to dare, dare to hear the voice of God. So again, we are going to choose the topics that have been submitted by you, our listeners, to our email. Thank you for those of you that have done that. Yes, and thank so you. again, we're going to do it um, with our little bingo wheel. And hopefully we're not going to have any casualties this time. Those of we'll you see. that do watch us on YouTube know what we're talking about as the bingo balls started rolling. So Brandy, I'm letting her do it this time because last time I got a little carried away. So let's see what our topic is for today. Yo. Here we go. Oh, we already got one. That's not fun. Well, well take, the, take the first one. We got a couple. That's okay. We're only going to do one. B7. B7. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Um, so B7 comes to us from Becky from Texas. Hi, Becky. Hi, Becky. And she had a lot of questions, actually, that she submitted, but we broke oh, well, them okay. up into different parts. And one of them is, what do you do if you hear a scripture reference that does not make sense or is not actually in the Bible? Um, and Or if you get clues about or send something about someone or something that doesn't seem to line up or match the situation. Wow, that's kind of it's kind of a loaded question there, Becky. A lot of different questions. So, okay, are we ready? Yeah, I'm gonna let you take this one. Oh, head you're on. gonna let me take oh, this yeah. one head on. Well, I jumped in the last time, so this one's all you. This one's all me. Okay, so this is what happens when you get the raw, real, authentic, right? Mm -hmm. um, okay, so let's kind of break it down just a little bit about what do you do if you're hearing scripture references that don't make sense or that are not actually in the Bible. So that one's a little hard one, right? Is this like hearing them from God? Or yeah. So like, like as you're them? praying, or if you have a sense, and it could be, you know, First um, John, chapter five, verse three. Well, we all know that it's only First John. There's not. Right. right. Yeah. So, um, or if you hear like Psalm twenty three, verse fifty. Well, Psalm twenty three doesn't have fifty verses, right? Right. Okay. Okay. And so, and so it's some of those things where you hear those things and you think, oh. And so when those has ha have happened, and and I've had those happen to me too. Like I've had the sense, like especially in Isaiah, like I'm thinking, oh, it's Isaiah this, and I go look it up, and it's, there's no verses that <laughs> go that far in there. And so then it's like, okay, I probably misheard the Lord. And so it's in those moments where I go back and I begin to pray, and I say, okay, Lord, did I miss the mark? Did I mishear you? And it's also there's some uncertainty in me. Like maybe maybe he said Isaiah um, 43:50, but and but then I was like, well, is it 43 or was it 50:43? You know, it's right. one of those things where there's no real answer. This is what you do, Becky. So sorry, I wish that there was this formula that says this is what you do. Except for you just go, okay, I got it wrong. Um, I misheard. Or is there something else, God, that you're wanting to say to me? Is there something about this particular chapter in the Bible? Or is mm -hmm. there a different, um, maybe it's not 43, maybe it's 4 and 3, you know, versus 4 and yeah. 3. Um, it's just one of those things where I usually go to, and I grab my Bible and I go and I look up all the different verses and the different combinations just to see um, what God is speaking to me about. But it's one of those things where you're just going to have to chalk it up to you missed it and you're learning and God is speaking to you and you're responding in faith, which is the important thing. And then you just got to learn to hone in on what he's saying. Now, let's look at the other part of her question because it was a several part question. What happens if you get clues? And I'm assuming she means pictures 
or impressions or senses um, about something that doesn't necessarily line up or match the situation. Yeah. So for that one, I would always say ask the person if it means anything to them. Yes. Because sometimes it did it it does, and we have no idea because we aren't them. We don't have their experiences. I remember one time I got a word for a guy about I saw like a sailboat or something. Um, I don't remember what it ended up meaning to him. I think that was his job, but like it didn't make any sense to me. It was just like a yeah, and sailboat, you know? And and oftentimes, you know, one of the ways that we can use this uh, gift of prophetic encouragement is when people come in or they ask us for prayer, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when we know the situation and when God gives us something, we're like, how does this relate to the topic that they're asking for? Well, it might not make sense to us, but you're right. It yeah. could make sense to somebody else. Like, you know, if the Lord showed me um, a picture of a pink fuzzy bunny, right? And no, it's not Easter time. And so it's not that, but maybe, maybe the person or the individual had a pink stuffed fuzzy bunny yeah. and maybe it means something to them specifically. I have a couple of stories in my book that I talk about that when I talk about the Gill man didn't mean a yep. darn thing to me. I was thinking about but, that story, but it meant something specific to this other person. Um, and also, um, I'm going to, I'm going to rabbit trail and go back just a minute because yeah. I had this, when you were talking, I had this thought that sometimes like I will think I know what the scripture is. Like the Lord will give me a scripture reference. Um, and I know, and I think I know what it is. And so it'll be like, go to, you know, Ezekiel 42. Um, and it's not that, but if I kind of know kind of the sense of what I think God's talking about, I will grab my phone and my Bible app and I will search the particular word in the Bible app Mm -hmm. to see which one it comes up with. And so there are just different ways to do it. I think the thing is, is don't be filled with shame. Don't feel condemned. Don't Don't beat yourself up because you got it wrong. The important part is, is you're stepping out to try to be obedient to what God is saying. And then, um, yeah, with the getting clues or the sense about something, here's a here's a perfect example of this. And that is I was ministering at a conference and I stopped by this young girl. And I just turned to her and I just said, I see you playing volleyball. Do you play volleyball? Nope, nope, I don't play volleyball. I don't play volleyball. I don't play volleyball. And I was like, well, okay. I mean, I was just like, okay, I totally missed it, whatever. But I could tell that she kind of was closed off and didn't want to have anything to do with it, right? So I moved on. And the next morning at breakfast at this conference, her family member came to me at breakfast and said, we don't know why she said that she didn't know or play volleyball because she plays it every Friday night. I was like, what? Oh I was like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? And and it was just this, this, I just saw this picture of her playing volleyball. There was nothing spectacular about it. Just, hey, do you do, do this? You, do you do and she's that? like, no. And she had lied to me, but she didn't intend to lie. So I asked the family, can I talk with her? Would she be willing to talk with me? And they're like, well, she's pretty embarrassed that she lied to you. And she's pretty, <laughs> pretty ashamed of it um, because we all reminded her that she plays every Friday night for fun. And, um, and I said, well, was she just afraid? Was she afraid of like what I might say? And they, they said, yeah, she was afraid. One, it, it kind of like, how does she know that? And so that caused her to be afraid. And if she knows that, what else does she know? And what might God say? And is God going to reveal something? Yeah. And so she immediately was like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, when I actually talked with her, I just said, that was God's point of reference for you so that you knew that he knew you. Mm. 
I said, I don't know what he was going to say. I didn't have anything to deliver. I was, if you had said yes, I was just going to respond with, well, let's see what God has for you. You know, that, that was it. But, but her own fear, her own, um, shame and feeling condemned and afraid was the thing that kind of made her respond with no. And a lot of times, a lot of times we don't know what's going on under the surface because, you know, I don't know about you, but we humans are pretty good about wearing our masks, you know, like all is right in my world. Yeah. And our dog could have died and our fish could have drowned. Can a fish drown? I don't think so. I don't think so. Our fish could have died. Our fish could have died. Yeah. You know, I mean, like in, in the course of a week, all kinds of things, everything that can go wrong goes wrong. Right. And, and we get in, but we, we go out in public and we just put on that smile and put on that happy face. And so when somebody comes to you and, and has something or you have something for somebody else and they don't necessarily respond in line with what you sense or feel or are hearing, it doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even if it is, like, it's okay. Because again, like I've said this, I think multiple episodes at this point, but like, we are human and it is yeah. okay to get things wrong. You it don't is. have to hear everything right. Also, for weird clues, I thought of the um, our treasure hunt Oh, story. our treasure hunt that we talk about in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in that, how old was I? I was probably 14. If even. I was young. 12 I, to 14. I was pretty young. And um, so I got some weird clues. We've talked... I think we've talked about a treasure hunt on the podcast before. Yes, we have. But just um, in case you missed that episode, um, we pray and ask the Lord for clues, and then we go out into um, somewhere in the world, usually Walmart, because God lives at Walmart. Yep, that's the title of my <laughs> um, chapter in my book. Is it really? It is. That's what. That's the title of that chapter. Because um, God lives at Walmart, and so uh, so does everybody else. <laughs> and so we go and we pray for people. Um yeah. Who match our clues, right? And so I had, uh, the clues that I had were banana split and then like windows, but like door sized window. Yeah. Um, did I have another one? Margarita glasses. Oh yeah. Margarita glasses. No, martini glasses. Martini glasses. Martini glasses. <laughs> and you were like, do you even know what a martini glass is? Thank you, movies. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, like, they didn't make any sense, right? Like, one, it's not a hardware store. It is Walmart. They don't have these giant window doors. Maybe at the front, but, like, that wasn't that wasn't quite right. Um, also, they don't serve banana splits. No, and, and honestly, you didn't write down banana split. You wrote down banana. Because, Did I? Because you... It wasn't until later when I said, okay, let's try to figure out these clues of yours. Like, what do you mean by banana? And that's when you confessed. It was well, actually banana, banana split, split ice cream. And and I was like, what? And so then I'm like, okay, wait a minute. The ice cream row has window doors. Window doors. Window doors. And in fact, um, and we don't want to ruin it. We don't want to spoiler alert the story because that story yeah, no. is in the book. It's a but, good one. Buy the book. But it is. And But that was one of those things where you, it didn't seem to fit. It didn't seem yeah. to match because you knew that we were going to Walmart and none of those things seemed to line up. Right. I mean, if we were going to Dairy Queen, window doors, windows, 
all sure. around. Banana sure. splits, ice cream. I mean, they have mm-hmm. all those things too. They got all um, those. Not martini glasses. Yeah. I'm not sure, but but those were found somewhere else anyway. Those were actually found somewhere else in in relation with some of my clues, yeah. which we're not going to spoiler alert. No spoilers. Nope. Alerts. No spoilers. But so Becky, I I hope I hope that we've helped you mm-hmm. with this question because there really isn't a right or wrong answer and there really isn't a solid this is what you do it's one of those things where the most important thing is is you're stepping out and you're learning and so we learn from that and we're honing our ability to hear from God and we're honing our ability to understand and to really get to the bottom I mean God loves to uh us to use our imagination. Mm-hmm. He loves for mm-hmm. us to dig for things. In fact, that's why he told parables all the time, right? Yeah. He said, the disciples asked him, why are you telling parables? Like, why don't I just speak it? Just tell them what it is. And he did it for a couple of reasons. One, because people understood what it was. It was a story where it had a point in it. Yeah. But it was for those that would search and seek and dig that would find the truth. Mm-hmm. It wasn't It wasn't for everybody to get it. It was those that were hungry to search and to dig. And I, I would say to you, if that happens, don't be upset. Don't take yourself too seriously. Don't beat yourself up about it. But take it and pray with God and ask him to show you. That's one of the activations that I, that I have in the book um, and one of the activations for you. So let's leave people with this as an activation, right? Yeah. Look around your house. Find a common, everyday, ordinary object that you would use, like a toaster or a blender okay, or scotch tape. Everybody has those things in their house, right? Yep. Blenders, toasters, scotch tape. Mm -hmm. And then ask yourself all kinds of questions about this. Like if if you heard the Lord say, toaster, what are you going to do with the toaster? Like, okay, so I heard toaster. What am I going to do with that? Like... God, what are you saying to me? So what could God be saying to you if he showed you a picture of a toaster or he he spoke the word toaster to you? What kind of things come to mind with a blender or scotch tape? It's kind of like when we pulled the items out of the bag in the class that we talked yep. about in a different episode that um, you have to use your imagination. You have to step outside of your comfort zone. It's like Jesus is telling us a parable and he's using common everyday objects for us. And so we need to do that. So begin to ask yourself. So let's give you something really easy, a mailbox. All right. So let's take a mailbox because I want you to use one of those other three for yourself. So I'm not going to give you freebies on that one. Okay. Because I told you to look around your house. So I'm not going to do that. But um, if we talk about a mailbox, Mm -hmm. if God was wanting to speak a message to you or someone else about a mailbox, let's think about what happens with a mailbox. Well, people put letters in. Right. You can send letters. You can send letters. So you you send and receive. You send and receive. You get packages. Mm -hmm. Important deliveries. Important deliveries. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's a form of communication. It is. It kind of, some people would say it's an out-of-date form of communication. Snail mail. Yeah. But but it still is. It still and, functions. And then we look at the different aspects. So like when the red flag is up, what does that mean? I don't know. I'm right. sorry. I, I've never. <laughs> the younger generation here that's never used an actual mailbox with a red flag. No, so, because we lived in a neighborhood when you were growing yeah. up that had the locked boxes and we had just a slot where you would put your mail in. Mm-hmm. But if you put the red flag up, it, it signifies to the mailman that you've got mail. Oh, 
like so, to to go out to yeah you've got mail that's ready to go out okay. so that they can they'll stop even if they don't have anything to deliver to you if your red flag is up they know who you have something to send they'll stop and take it yep that's really cool yeah that's really cool I had no idea that you didn't know that <laughs> at our at our current house we do have one of those but because because of the day and age that we live in we don't actually use that we go to one of the lock boxes and actually drop our outgoing yeah. mail in it but that's what the red flag would mean when the red mm-hmm. flag is up it signifies to the mailman oh they have outgoing mail okay okay and then you would know too like if you put the flag up and then you go to work then when you come home if the flag's down that means the mailman's delivered your mail and he's picked up your outgoing mail so that's kind of the you know a lot of people would go oh well I only get bills or junk in my mail. Well, that's true, but sometimes it, it still is a form of communication. It's a form of sending and receiving yep. messages. And so how would we relate that to what God could be speaking to us about? It is God is talking to you about you've got mail, or he's wanting to send you a message, or he's wanting to deliver something, or he's got something for you to deliver to somebody else. Yep. And then it's like, are you checking your mail? Or are you waiting till it stacks up for weeks on end? Because, you know, your dad is famous for that one. He, yep. When I travel, he does not like to check the mail. And I come home no, and I'm doesn't. like, there is important mail in here. But in our defense, because I do that too, <laughs> it's in your car. The key is in your car. We don't want to have to walk all the way up after we've gone all the way down. But we have another key that they could do, just so you people know there is another key in the house. But anyways, (laughs) I hope that this week that you will take that challenge, that you would look around your home and make a list of different things. There's an activation exercise in the book that's very similar to this, but that you would begin to talk through and dialogue. Well, what does it mean if if I see um, a toaster or a blender or scotch tape or scissors? And what kind of prophetic message or encouragement can I make? from that and it is a part of you developing your relationship and your hearing skills you're trying to hone your hearing skills so with that I want to thank you for listening to dare to hear the podcast and we encourage you to dare to hear the voice of God I'm Debbie Kitterman and I'm Brandy Kitterman if you guys were encouraged in any way we want to know so please um Give us a shout out. Uh, tell your friends. Let them know you're watching. If you are watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. Give us a thumbs up and leave us a comment down below. Yeah. If you're listening to our lovely voices on the podcast, uh, please subscribe. Uh, leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say in the comments. Yep. Download it. Share it with your friends. Tell please, your friends about it. Tell your it. friends. And if you have a topic or question that you want us to tackle here on the podcast, mm-hmm. please let us know. And you can email those to us at info at dare the number two here dot com. Shadows of